0: In an effort to continue the journey forward, to continue the conversation about growing as Rev5 Fitness, and continue telling the story about our mission, core values, and brand, I reached out to Martha and Katie. My ask was basic, but nothing short of difficult. I asked them to address me from a member's perspective and ask anything that they felt was important. And as you're about to see, they definitely didn't disappoint. Hope you Enjoy. All right, 5 Fitness family, today is a little bit different. So we've had some some guests on here lately that have helped me try to tell a story that's a a continuing story, it's definitely an evolution, and there will be more beyond this one today. But instead of necessarily having a guest that's gonna help me tell the story today, um, I kinda get to be the guest, and I'm both nervous and excited about that. Today, I am being interviewed by our one and only Martha. (laughs) I think everybody here knows and loves Martha already. And one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to reach out to Martha to do this conversation with me today is the simple fact that you all already know and love Martha. But if you don't remember, she had just started with us when the whole COVID mess came in and shut us down. So she hadn't been with us very long and had already become very influential. In our internal community and culture um, but also has not been here so long that um, I feel like maybe she's got a fresh perspective and at least um, somewhat of an unbiased perspective to be able to ask and address the questions that we're going to talk about today so this is a continuation of the conversation where the first week in June um, actually I think it was maybe the end of May I spoke out on our public platform about the social injustice that I was seeing um, across America uh, a lot that had to deal with law enforcement coming from a law enforcement background but just the way that it was impacting our local community and our family inside the gym and so I felt like there was a need to make a statement saying that what's going on uh, was not something that we condone and that it was outside of our values at Rev. 5 and then a few days later you know, that Firestorm broke out with CrossFit, and I did come out and say that we would be de-affiliating because I had come to realize that the values of CrossFit did not align with our values here at Rev 5 any longer. From there, I've had guests on to help explain some of the why and what it means to rebrand and to de-affiliate, and that's where we are today. But instead of me getting on and trying to explain these things to you, put them in a Facebook post, I thought it would be better to be able to take rapid fire questions <laughs> and to answer them transparently and honestly. And what I'll tell you is that I don't know the questions that are about to be asked of me. So here we go. Turning it over to Martha and I'm officially on the hot seat.
1: <laughs> well, let's just get into it. Um, from the very start, I obviously didn't joined the gym when you first started everything. So when you first started the business, when you first started opening the gym, what were your goals with that? What was the mission for your people and for the gym as a whole?
0: The mission at the very beginning was to create uh, a space to where fitness would bring people together from different walks of life. And it was more like a hobby for me. I worked at the university and uh, it was not something that I ever even really approached as a business. Um, which has been an obstacle for us moving forward. But the goal from the very beginning was to use fitness as kind of the equalizer to where people could come together regardless of race, religion, anything like that, and um, could form some bonds and, I don't know, maybe maybe make the local community a little bit stronger as a result of it.
1: So is that where Limits Without Borders kind of formed as well with the gym?
0: It did. So, when I first started, I tried to, to approach or pursue the gym as a nonprofit. And what I was told by the IRS was that in order for the gym to be a nonprofit, you basically have to be at the level of a YMCA from a program standpoint. You have to be doing so many things to where the fitness classes are kind of just like um, not even a substantial portion of what, what the business or the, the nonprofit is about. So I started walking out trying to form those programs and understanding what they might look like for me as an individual, for us in this community, and along the way decided that it was just easier to found the 501c3, Limits Without Borders, instead of turning the business into a nonprofit and some of the strings that come along with that.
1: I think that's helpful for me, especially as someone that's new, to kind of see where you started and what your ideas were and how that's developing now into the gym that you have now. So with that, as a leader, do you think that you and your staff have um, fulfilled those missions and goals of what you wanted to see from the very beginning? Have you seen them progress over time um, to really meet those needs of what you say with the community and really trying to welcome in everybody from all different backgrounds? Uh,
0: Yes and no. I would say yes, that I feel like we've done a good job of creating a space to where people feel welcome. Um, from the outside in and don't have to become something before they walk in. Right. Like they don't have to take a shower before they come in to take a shower kind of thing. They can be <laughs> who they are and then we'll grow together. But I would say that I don't think that we have accomplished that mission because that mission, by the definition of it, requires us to evolve right. along the way. Now The mission statement itself has even evolved. Um, a lot of you probably remember this time last year a different mission statement that was written up on the boards and the website And it doesn't mean that the mission has changed. It's just that I think that we're growing into having a better understanding, a clearer understanding of what the mission is. And so from a Rev 5 standpoint, I'm able to now more clearly say that our mission is to provide guidance and leadership to motivated individuals so that they can take control of their long-term health. This is us understanding now what we're good at Mm -hmm. and able to put aside some of the things that we're not not tabling them completely, but but putting them aside to come back and look at them later and be like, how do we need to get better at those? Or who do we need to bring in to be better at those? But at the meantime, really honing who we are as Rev 5 and what that mission is, and being able to deliver that consistently to everybody who walks in the door.
1: So would you say it's safe to say it's almost, it's fluid in a sense, but within that fluidness, you're also filling this tank full of the different missions and beliefs that are starting to build a foundation for the gym, but you're just continually moving on them. They're not necessarily going away, but they form that initial foundation of what you founded everything on.
0: That's perfect. I think you need to be a copywriter. That's, <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. No, I couldn't agree more. I think it has to be fluid. Just like the journey, I know we're going to talk about this at some point, That just like the the journey or this the definition, this brand of RedFit that I've been putting out, is. I right. think if you have a, a metric and that metric is concrete, then that limits you. Um, We didn't do no sweat intros for the longest time, and people would just come in and they just joined. They just walked in and they joined the class. Right. And we were missing that, one, on understanding what people's goals were, but, two, in helping people understand their goals. So somebody comes in and says, I'm looking to get a 500-pound back squat. (laughs) I know some ways to do that. (laughs) What I would be the first, what I would first say to somebody is, why do you need a 500-pound back squat? Right. it's cool if that's your goal, but this may not be the place for you because we're looking towards long-term health here.
1: Yeah, we're not flipping cars. No, here. we're not.
0: We're not. Um, I, I would like to know that you could run a little bit, right. you know, that you could maybe fall down and get back up, <laughs> that kind of thing. If We do want you to get stronger, but that concrete goal of that 500-pound back squat, one, you're not going to get it in our class. You're never going to reach that through a class programming. Right. Um, And and two, what's it going to do to your body and to your psyche as you're chasing that goal? And that is a goal that's outside of our mission. And so having those conversations with people now and understanding what our mission is allows me to better serve people, maybe even if it's this might not be the place for you kind of thing.
1: So you're really forming connections as well and trying to figure out that reciprocal relationship with one another of not only what are your goals, but here is where our gym stands and here is how we could help you Or is it safe to say that even maybe not help you in certain ways?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that gets into uh, the conversation about programming and branding and things of that nature, which are things that I never thought about before because I just wanted to have doors open and connect with people. And over the years of growing, it's more important that we understand who we are, what we provide, what we're good at, and what our goals are so that we can better serve the people that come alongside with us.
1: And those are the goal – with those connections and those goals and those conversations, that's something that you and the coaches or the staff, I'll say, are able to be on the same page with when talking with other people. Right. So how do you – if I'm the average Joe walking in and let's say I don't have any goals, um, how do you meet those goals? How – do you and the staff start to make those connections with somebody who maybe isn't quite sure, but maybe they just want a community or they want to join something?
0: And that's not uncommon, but one of the easiest ways is, and I don't know if a lot of people realize this because most people are kind of tenured here now, but I pulled down all the information on the website that allows you to make a decision without coming in. Hmm. So I pulled down my phone number, um, I pulled down the pricing, the only thing you can do on there is to either email, to which I'm going to respond, you need to book a no-sweat intro, or right. you can book a no-sweat intro. <laughs> and that is so that we are kind of funneling people in for those conversations. But let's say somebody came in, um, they didn't do a no-sweat intro, they joined, let's say they bypassed that. Right. That's, that comes down to the caliber of the coaches that are here and just naturally how they lead. Right. They are generally only here to facilitate, not even facilitate, but to to coach that one hour class to make sure people are safe, have a good time and improve. Right. But there's not a coach here that doesn't begin to invest individually in people through side conversations, um right. hangs out afterwards, you know, things of that nature and that's just them going above and beyond. And that I think comes back to the culture more so than anything. Yes, they are amazing individuals and no, I didn't like seek out, and they're not here because I paid them to be here separate from somewhere else. Like they're here because of who they are. Right. And I think that speaks um, a two-way street to the culture that's in here and mm-hmm. to them continuing to further that culture right. as we move forward.
1: Even the community within the gym. I mean, I think with that too, with the coaches making those Side conversations and talking with one another, and even joking around, or maybe even sarcastic remarks from all of us as we're going through workouts and being super frustrated through them, like today's. Mm-hmm. I think that is creating, in a sense, a family. Right. Um, and that kind of goes back to those missions and goals that you're saying of incorporating everybody, because no family's perfect. Everybody has different people in their family, different backgrounds in their family, different personalities. But it's so nice within those classes to gel with one another. And everybody has that foundation with the buy-in from the very beginning of, all right, we need to do a no-sweat intro and figure out all of that. But there's a place for everybody. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to you and the staff and the coaching and the classes, how are decisions made? Um, Or in basic terms, the logistics of the gym... How do those go down? How um, how are conversations had, or how are decisions finally made for different things?
0: It depends on the nature of the decision, the layer, or um, the co- complexity of the decision. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a decision that I make and run with it. That could be like it was a small decision, like I'm I changed what I'm going to post about on Facebook today, and so I'm I'm not sending out like a meeting request right. about that. <laughs> Sometimes, um, it's a decision that I have to put out, uh, almost as an insulating kind of decision right? because some things that you do in a business, especially when you're doing life with people and people feel like they have a voice to speak into Mm -hmm. things. Um, sometimes they have to be done to where somebody can take that heat, maybe for better or for worse. Um, and then let's say the majority of decisions, the in between there's, there's people that speak into that from like a managerial ownership standpoint um and or it's to get the group together it's like we'll have a coach's meeting and to ask okay lo- what does programming look like or what do you think is a good plan for murph i'm so disappointed in the way the murph thing played out because this was the first year that murph was being planned collaboratively and not just me hosting and we got this amazing coaching staff and they had fundraising options. They had t-shirt design options, wristbands, like how we should train for it, leading up to it. And then we didn't get to do any of it. And it was more so I was excited to see what the outcome was going to be from a collective uh, like think tank brainstorming session right. than it was, um, you know, just...
1: Just a soul thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I'm sure it would have been way better than anything I would have done. Right. Um, but we didn't get to do it. And so. But COVID. Right. But COVID. <laughs> but COVID so that's a a complex answer to a complex question right that uh, i say all that to say i think what what you were probably trying to get out of me was do i value the input of the people here um and that is a hundred percent yes that's, that's fair they the the staff that's here is not here because of any incentive other than they choose to be and i have to recognize that every single day and what you guys get from it as a member is is purely just a benefit of them being amazing people so to not Leverage that. Maybe I don't do it enough. Maybe, I don't know. But to to not leverage it in some way is just, ow, it's just foolish. Right. So,
1: And I think we see that too within whenever you're in the gym or the coaches are in the gym, just kind, kind of the relationships that you guys have. You can tell that all of you not only like each other, but you communicate and you're pretty much on the same um, page with everything. So would you say that the coaches – or staff are almost like an advisory board and it's kind of a sense of, okay, if it's a right now decision, like social media, that's a right now decision. You just make that and then your coaches act as an advisory board for what we'll get into later. But when it comes to do affiliation with CrossFit or the big decisions, or even I knew you guys when you were in a whole different building Mm -hmm. um, once or twice. um, And when I was going and now you've moved here. So when it comes to those big decisions, those honker decisions, would you say they're like an advisory board for you and you bounce ideas off and you guys all meet? Or how does that work?
0: Um, I bounce ideas like that off of the coaches when it comes to the class experience primarily. Okay. Um, there are a couple of individuals that have been with me long term that individually work together as an advisory board Um, one through like a personal growth advisor, um, some business coaching advisors, um, just general partners. And so that's some of those, some of those bigger decisions, like we're going to change the name of the business or we're going to take on a loan or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I feel like those are just outside of the context of what the coach needs to worry about, but understanding that the impact the coaches the affiliation thing um I did make that decision and I put it out to the coaches as hey guys I'm letting you know that right this is coming um and that was that was more so because it was a I had to it was a no brainer kind of thing and so um it was just more like I wanted them to hear it from me first before right. it went out but um it it wasn't something at the time it, it came down to values and I couldn't right um I couldn't really discuss compromising on that
1: i get that well that'll help us shift over a little bit so right now there's a lot going on um not just in the crossfit world but just in our world in our community in our small town of i think in the one of the podcasts i was listening to of small town white boon um
0: yeah
1: that might have been and and i <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I mean, sometimes I feel like a fly sitting on milk, um, (laughs) living in Boone, and there's a lot going on with social injustices with sex with race, um, with gender preference. Um, So with all of that going on and happening in our small community, how have those recent events affected you? not only as a person and what your values are, but just as a business owner with a many, all those social injustices happening all around us, even in our small town.
0: They've impacted me as an individual simply because I see people that matter to me hurting. Um, Maybe even not through being a victim directly or indirectly, but in understanding that other people are hurting and that we haven't done enough or aren't doing enough to stand up for our brothers and sisters, whether you're talking about race, um, you know, the CrossFit stuff turned into, um, harassment and treatment of women and stuff like that, um, sexual preference. And so the original beginning of this thing was that it was supposed to be a connecting and a place where people felt like they were valued and that I was going to connect people. And over time, I've begun to understand and even put on paper what the values are as a business. But for me as an individual and now for my business, to to see things going on that fly in the face of those values and that are actually causing me to fail my mission statement, right. there was no choice but to say something about it. And that was because it was time for me and for us to start speaking instead of being like we support you and speaking out on your on your behalf mm-hmm. like yes you should be mad you should be able to say something I kind of feel like it's time to stop cheerleading right. and start saying something right and, you know getting into the harassment stuff and the treatment of women there's too many women in this gym in our gym family that have been harassed abused sexually assaulted whatever you want to call it right for for me to just be like oh man that stuff he said was bad but cool we'll keep on rolling right with with their with their flag right um, that that to me feels like I'm telling people that the bottom dollar means more than my relationship with them and the mission that I've been saying for five years um, was was the reason for walking. And so,
1: well, it seems like the complete opposite of what the mission is of the gym to continue to support that. And I I mean, with everything going on with CrossFit and CrossFit headquarters, it's important. But I hate to continue to fuel the fire on it um, with it because it just seems. And maybe this is my naiveness, but it seems simple. If this is what this, whether it's CrossFit brand, CrossFit people, um, whether it was the former CEO, if this is what they stand for and our missions directly go against it, then we don't stand for it. Right. Um, and that's something even recently within, I, I'm a school teacher, within our school system, when everything happened with um, George Floyd, our... Our school system put out a statement saying we don't stand for it and we don't support everything that's going on. And for me as a member of that community within the teaching community, I felt supported. I felt supported in the sense of, okay, we don't have to continue to light the fire on it. And I think there's a lot of things that come off of that, but I know that the school system that I'm working for um, supports me as an individual, supports me as a black individual within this community. And I feel like, in my own opinion, you doing that, I feel supported as a member. And with that, with all these recent events happening and what you're saying with, there are a majority of women in our gym, there are women who have been harassed, there are women that have been abused. How do you think they are affecting the members of this community in this gym, everything that's going on within the community? Not just you directly making that decision but how do you think that affects them, and how do you know?
0: I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know if it is, um, but I guess kind of a, a parallel statement. I w- we talked about this earlier today. I would rather be wrong wearing my mask and be inconvenienced by that than to have been wrong because I, d- I didn't wear it. Right. So I would rather say something, stand up, de-affiliate, and it be unnecessary or for it to have not made a difference in the life of the people within my tribe right. than to have been like, ah, it'll probably be okay. Like it probably won't matter if we as a business don't say anything right. and to lose our community, to lose our members because they didn't feel like they were supported supported, or had a voice or, you know, didn't matter. Right. And so that's kind of, for me, that's where the line was drawn immediately. And it was, it was a no brainer.
1: I know we've circled around it a little bit and we've kind of tiptoed over it in the sense of we've mentioned it, but step by step or in layman's terms, what are you doing currently and what did you do to stand up for the business and for your members with everything that's going on?
0: Um, part of that, I think, is is known. The other part may not be so widely known. Right. So other than making the statement about the George Floyd incident incident I mean murder I gotta stop calling it an incident the (laughs) dude was killed um outside of that statement the the next thing that I did was I said in my statement that I didn't know what the right path was but that we were going to continue to walk it out and so my plan was to put together a podcast about um, racism and how we could be better as a gym in the meantime was when the CrossFit, the Glassman stuff happened. So as right. I was um, thinking about how to do that, that was when everything popped off. So the members know, the the listeners know that I made the statement that we were de-affiliating from mm-hmm. CrossFit, right? And that this was the next right step. That was the I'm pretty sure it was the last words of my statement, was that right. This was the next right step. What I did immediately after publishing that was I took the link and I sent the link directly to Dave Castro, the then and for another couple of days, CEO of CrossFit. And I said the same thing to him. I said, right now I'm out. Right. And I'm out because of these reasons. But I'm using this as a, a method of pursuing positive change in our culture and in the CrossFit community. Right. Um, and so I said, I have a compromise. And I made a proposal to him. And that proposal was... In an effort to show the local community and our members that not only we were doing what I was saying that we were doing and not just using a tweet as a budget cut to get mm-hmm. rid of a $3,000 affiliation, right, but to give them CrossFit Inc. a chance in small white boon <laughs> to to put some skin in the game and say that that they were serious about the stuff and not just shuffling some pieces around. Right. Um, and those conversations have continued. I've had six or seven of them now with Castro and his staff, um, as recent as yesterday. And, and I've done another podcast since then. So outwardly what I did was immediately began protecting our family and our brand and our business, and then internally started trying to be part of the change and the healing process, um, to be determined.
1: Right. So it was a catalyst, so you would say the de affiliation with CrossFit was a catalyst for what you're trying to move towards with positive change.
0: Yes, and it also shame on me if something like this happens again, Our family and our business should not be impacted because of someone else's you know drunken tweet right um, even as big as the brand of CrossFit is, they shouldn't be able to do something knee jerk that impacts our family and our business the way it did so instantly. Right. Right. Like maybe they changed the methodology, maybe they changed the brand over time, but so instantly nobody should be able to come into our, our culture and impact it the way it did. And shame on me if that happens again. So right. the de deaffiliation is separate from a rebranding and the rebranding happened as soon as I said we were going to deaffiliate because mm-hmm. I recognized immediately that I had to start protecting us and insulating us from, and our, our culture so that nobody outside could influence it again.
1: So, for someone who's new, what does it mean to deaffiliate? What, is, what does that look like?
0: Um, what it means is that each year I renew an affiliate license with CrossFit for the name Seven Seals CrossFit. It's not like a, a membership. Yes. So, okay. what it is, is it allows me to use the word CrossFit in Google searches, on apparel, things that are supposed to draw outsiders in to grow our business and Mm -hmm. at the same time um, it's not lost on me that it is also to allow our members to feel connected to a larger community a larger culture right so Um, it's like a
1: trademark it is a trademark that's
0: all you're doing i'm paying for a trademark right now the other side of that is they provide they require us to go through their certifications and their training is phenomenal so if we were no longer called crossfit ever again i would probably still pursue the recertification process from a coaching standpoint. Got it. Then there's the games side of it, which like you've watched Michelle go through. Um, So that's kind of the three arms of CrossFit is the games, the sport, Mm -hmm. the affiliate, and then the training education side of it. Okay. So when I say I'm de-affiliating, that means in January when my membership expires that I would not consider to carry the name Seven Seals CrossFit and would have to continue on as whatever business. So if our business name outside had said CrossFit, I'd have to take it down. Right. But it doesn't. CrossFit is not anywhere except on our website and that banner that's hanging in the gym. Right. But we were a part of this affiliate community, and Michelle obviously represents the games with all of her trips. Right. So um, when I say deaffiliate, affiliate I mean that, w- that the decision had been made to not renew that license agreement in January
1: so you feel like that was the right decision
0: 100 percent, 100 percent. now what will it what will it look like for me in January when it's time um I don't know and I think it's okay for me to not know because CrossFit has put some real moves in place Glassman has sold the company right um, I've overdosed on podcasts and emails and phone calls things that I never <laughs> thought I would need to do to stay informed yeah. so that I can make the decision in, informed and intelligently. Um, but I, 100%, 100%, um, one, I feel like I stood up for our people here. And I, I, like maybe the superhero in my mind thinks that it had something to do with why the changes were made. Right. Maybe not.
1: And you'd say there were negative and positive reactions to that when you made that decision?
0: Externally and internally. Externally, a lot of people lashed out. At affiliates in general I had external affiliate friends and owners who lashed out directly right um, and we lost members and we lost members with quite a bit of emotion behind leaving
1: that's tough hmm that's tough with that so I know you mentioned talking to Dave Castro and moving forward with a positive change and it sounds like there's some time with that if it's not until January of what that CrossFit side is gonna look like. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing now is you're moving towards what you've called RevFit mm-hmm. and rebranding, I guess is the best way to put it, yep. is rebranding it. So what what is that? What does that mean? Why RevFit?
0: Okay, so let's say that our name was, our business name was Seven Seals CrossFit and the classes that you signed up for were Seven Seals CrossFit, which right. many of them were. If I say I'm deaffiliating. Come January, when you walk in, my business name can't be Seven Seals CrossFit. The class names can't be Seven Seals CrossFit. So there's a rebranding in the sense of what are you going to be called and how are people going to find you? We were already ahead of that because I used Rev5, the business, as our outward entity if you looked us up on Instagram, if you looked us up on Google. It's all Rev5. Yeah, and I I treated it like a menu. Rev5 was the business. You opened it up if you were looking for weightlifting, if you were looking for CrossFit, if you were looking for QuickFit, and so on, nutrition. And so to me, the menu had Rev5's logo on the front, and just depending on what you wanted to eat, you were throwing through. So rebranding in that sense wasn't as difficult, but here comes the next question. If you're not gonna call it CrossFit, but you're just going to pull the workouts from CrossFit.com and do named workouts, the girls and stuff like that, then are you doing CrossFit or are you not? And are you how looking to, at my questions no, right I'm now? No, <laughs> people know? Do people know the difference? <laughs> so you have to rebrand in that sense, and right. that's a good thing to do because it forces me to understand and be able to define what's different about us from any other CrossFit program. Whether we carry the affiliate or not, what makes us unique? What makes us uh, something that somebody's going to come in and pay a bunch of money for each month and want to stay? Right. You know?
1: So someone who is looking for that CrossFit fitness or wanting to be within um, that weight of what they're doing and the weightlifting and the whole workout and everything, but then they see fit, how do you explain to them or what do you think this looks like to show them, hey, this is a gym that you want to be a part of? yes we might not have that trademark title Mm -hmm. i'll say but rev fit still kind of looks like that what does that mean for somebody that's coming in looking for a crossfit workout
0: i think that begins at that no sweat intro right because if somebody is here and they're telling me that they're looking to become a competitor and they want to be able to snatch that 300 pounds in a class setting. Like, one, if they're saying that, I'm going to say, cool, let me introduce you to Adam, Hellbender Barbell. This is the way to do it. But if they're like, no, nah, I want to do that while I'm doing muscle-ups and burpees and stuff like that, right. I'm going to be like, it's probably not the spot for you. Right. But if they're looking for that functional fitness, uh, the variation, the things that we, we all love about the CrossFit methodology, and they're looking for, they want to apply that to their long-term health. They want to add years to their life. Then that's where we can begin to have that conversation. Um, to answer your question about somebody looking for it online, that's going to come in a lot of work. That's why people don't rebrand. That's why people like paying the affiliate fee is because CrossFit is a very simple thing. You know what that means without... You walk in a room and you see people doing a front squat into a press overhead and then doing a burpee over that bar and you're like, oh, that's CrossFit.
1: Right. It's like seeing the Nike check. You know, it's Nike. Yeah. You don't have to see the name for it.
0: And so de-affiliating and rebranding runs the risk of having to having to identify that stuff yourself and to do it to where you're recognizable enough that people recognize what it is to, to the point that they want to come in and they want to do it and they want to search for it. They want to right. Google search it. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's legwork that's going to come. Um, the biggest benefit that I have in doing that is that our community internally is so amazing that I, I feel like you guys tell the story already mm-hmm. for us and that people who see you and want to know what you're doing are – are the kind of people that I want in here. The The seed people, the people that I want to grow this business around are the people who look a lot like the membership base that's here already. Right. Especially those who stayed after the statements that I made. Mm-hmm. If you didn't leave me because you lost your CrossFit trademark <laughs> and you're willing to work really hard to continue to grow what this means, then that's the kind of person that I want to build the company on. You Sounds
1: know? like you want... It's almost like you're trying to develop the whole person. Um, like in our teaching world, I, I try to develop the whole child. It's not just about them coming into my classroom, but I'm teaching them a lot of things along with that. And it sounds like the Fit community, whether the title's on there of CrossFit or not, it's about developing that whole person within that community through fitness and wellness, and not just coming in and wanting to snatch 500 pounds, but actually getting, um, developing and growing as a person within the doors of the actual gym.
0: That's it. That's it. And, you know, to be clear, you can do those things as a CrossFit affiliate. You can absolutely do those things. What I don't want to do is be reliant on that brand anymore. Mm -hmm. I may still keep the affiliation come January, Mm -hmm. but I don't want anybody to know the difference really in what they do because I want that to be something that we grow as our own community, our own culture, and that we're we're not influenced negatively by something that happens somewhere else. But you can be you can be a CrossFit coach, a CrossFit facility, and you can be a health coach and a facility that invests in people's long term health. Right. Okay. And you can be both, but just being one doesn't make you the other. So just being a CrossFit facility doesn't mean that you invest in the whole child. Mm -hmm. We're doing that. And so whether or not we have that that affiliation doesn't change what we're doing. The health coaching program that Ashley's worked so hard on, that has no relation to CrossFit whatsoever. It sounds
1: like it's just a title. It is. It's just... It is. A long time. There,
0: there is. There are a lot of things that are great about it, mm-hmm. and we might stay with it. But I can't let us continue to be influenced negatively by that. Right. If we're going to keep it, it's going to be because it's a benefit, not because we need it. And that just means hard work, and and that's okay.
1: Well, and they should go hand in hand. It should be an easy transition into RevFit because it's almost already what you were doing. You just don't have that title on mm-hmm. that with that trademark. So we'll get into the hot seat now. This is the real hot seat. Uh-oh. So how do, <laughs> how do I as a member, not just me but for everybody, know that this and this is a tough one of how do I always know that you are going to support me within the community or a member of the Refit community or family, let's say? Um, because I think all of us come with such individual backgrounds and experiences with everything, not just in the fitness world, but just in life. Um, like you mentioned before of just some of the women in the gym and what they've experienced. How do we know that you are always going to have our back and support us on that?
0: Yeah, I think as complex as that answer is, it's kind of a simple answer too. is because we are. Family here, even though it's a business, mm-hmm. money is exchanged. People can leave. People can be asked to leave. At the end of the day, as a unit working together, we have to have trust in one another. Right. You guys trust us every day with our programming. You trust us with your safety and the coaching. You trust mm-hmm. our advice. Um. And I think it's important as we walk forward, and you trust that I and that leadership are going to do the right things. Is that we over communicate that we're at least trying that we don't we don't intend to have it done perfectly right you know so um i i think that just comes down to each of us giving grace to one another and keeping the integrity of doing what we know is right um i think enough people here know me to to know that i'm not making decisions that are going to be self-serving or or really going to benefit from any of them But if you don't know me, then there has to be a way, there has to be a culture to where you come in and you quickly understand that that's that's the transparency and that's the leadership that's there. Um, You definitely shouldn't take it from my word. You shouldn't take it from something written on the wall. But I want every member that comes through to make that assessment and to genuinely believe that along Mm -hmm. the way. So.
1: Well, I think there has to be reciprocity with that as well, too. As a member, you don't want to just come in and take, 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 but as a member, you also want to know you're supported, but also give back in a sense. And with that, how as a member will we continue to be informed about different decisions? You know, and it might not be something as important as deaffiliation, but just how can we stay informed and how can we have that buy-in? as a member into the community and a member with you and with the coaches so that we can become more involved and feel invested in what's happening?
0: (laughs) This may seem like a simple answer, but part of that is we've got to streamline the platform for that communication. What I learned through COVID was that we don't have any 25% of our members that uses the same platform for information. Right. So then I started sending it to all of them and then people couldn't remember where it was to go back (laughs) and find it later. So that I know that seems silly, but that's one of the biggest things is we've got to clean up and streamline where information goes. Right. Um, we all got kind of over-saturated, over-informed during the stay-at-home to where like the Facebook feed, you couldn't even see you couldn't things. You could find in, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's like a, a logistical thing that needs to be done so that you guys can stay more informed. And we're constantly growing. And right. I imagine we will when we open back up too, is like where where are people going to go to get that information the Facebook page was it we right. started the newsletters the MailChimp thing but the problem was that they get spammed out right there's a lot of protection things to them
1: so trying to find a almost a one size fits all yep as best as possible yep um, so <laughs> a I met with a, a
0: web designer earlier this week about some ideas with that but um, it's not from a lack of wanting to communicate and I don't do the best at that but some of it is that I just don't know the best deliverable for it either right so
1: so kind of going back a little bit but not completely with the people that are within the gym um how do we get i mean i guess in simple terms how do we get more diversity in the gym um that's something that was talked about in the last podcast of a the whole idea of CrossFit is when you walk into a gym, you normally don't see people of color in there. Um, whether it's Hispanic, whether it's black and not just a black and white thing, but how, I know it's a little more difficult and boon, but how do you incorporate more people to come into the gym from different cultures and backgrounds so that we are completely in inclusion within the gym, Mm -hmm. not just from us saying it, but actually seeing that.
0: Um, That is actually a kind of an interesting question that I would almost propose a question back to. So I can't tell you completely the answer um, because that has to do with the email with Castro back and forth. Right. Um, But some of that was what I proposed in there. But moving aside from that, I think the honest answer is that it ought to begin with a conversation like this. Like I can sit here and come up with ways, maybe the cost barrier, maybe this and that. But in all honesty what do I know to be making recommendations on how to grow a more diverse population in here? Um, And for this to be the first time I'm saying that out loud is probably too late, you know? So that would be my first answer would be, and we need to start having conversations, especially in a town like Boone where there's not a lot of diversity. Uh, I need to be leaning on people who can give me some insight on that and then figuring that out, especially if we're going to be taking public stances.
1: Right. Right. And that, I mean, that's hard. I think that's, that's hard, not just within our gym community, but that's hard within the community of Boone, mm-hmm. um, with a lot of things. Um, we just happen to be in a really small white community, that's true, as you say. Um, and that's, I think COVID also with everything going on, COVID has kind of put a pause on a lot of people coming in. And for me, even I joined because Joel Wilcox invited me to come, right. A long time ago, and I stopped for a while, and then decided, all right, I want to get back into it. Um, so a lot of it is word of mouth, but I know that we've been limited recently mm-hmm. just with the stay-at-home order.
0: And you know how to, <laughs> I don't know how how to even go about saying that without sounding like an idiot, like right. being like, "Hey, can you uh, invite? Can you invite <laughs> some some non-white people in so that the gym looks better?" Like you know, right. Or, hey, I'll give a discount if you if you can just bring somebody in. Like, come on, There's, I, I I want it to be authentic and I want it to be organic. And um, right. that I think that begins with having uh, more conversations. There are a lot of individuals and groups that are rising up in Boone as leadership, um, speaking out on behalf of the black community. Right. And I think that's where it needs to be, is starting to have conversations with them of like, okay, so we run a gym. Right. It's a for-profit gym. It costs money to come in. How can we diversify? Right. Well, and
1: as negative as things have been recently, I feel like there are things that are coming out that are the positive change that you spoke about before. So seeing those leaders um, speak for the community and speak for the school, I think that's so important because I I just feel like even as a black individual, my eyes are being opened to even more things that maybe I just wasn't aware about Mm -hmm. um, or I was naive about. So with that and thinking about that and thinking about the goals with Rev5, what are the action steps to be able to support Red Five, Red as members and what you're trying to do and move towards?
0: This might sound like it's a sales pitch, but I think the biggest thing that our members can do, especially those that didn't leave, you know, like right. those those members that are still here. I I think the biggest thing that the members can do is to help us to solidify that brand, not a brand in the sense of come by our membership, but right. the, the brand of who is Rev 5 Fitness, what does it mean to be RevFit, Fit, and what is this culture that's in here so that when people start to say, like, use those terms or hear those terms and or they're seeing you in here, they want to be a part of it, and we're growing a community that – so one of the value statements that, that I'm putting out, it, one of the core values is um, exclude the exclusive. Mm-hmm. And I've preached for five years that we are about inclusion and welcoming all people. And I had to realize that I, I actually kind of have to draw a line in the sand with that. I have space for anyone here unless they are coming in to be divisive or to be judgmental or to... Um, to try to be exclusive there's right. this is not the place for you right and i think i've realized that that is one of the core values here is that this is a place for everyone unless you're trying to come in here and and be divisive right and and that just flies against the the core values and so building a community and a culture with people who agree with that and represent that is the best thing that can happen for the long-term health of rev5 right so that's what the members honestly could do is to help us tell that story write that story um, as we continue to walk forward and
1: invite people to come be part of our family that we know would thrive in it right even I mean I think word of mouth is so important with any business that you go to I mean what people say has power and the people that we hang out with and the people that we talk to what I tell them about this community and about this gym and that it's more than just a gym I think that has power with what I'm telling them than if they were just to see it on Instagram or see it on Facebook. True. Um,
0: Especially it. And again, a hundred percent. I'm saying this, that we may still have an affiliation in January. So right. this is not me bashing CrossFit, but how many, how many of our members have tried to invite somebody and they're like, Oh, that's CrossFit. I, I can't do that stuff. That's too intense for me. Oh yeah, I hear
1: it all the time. Right.
0: Um, and so there is a little bit of a barrier there mm-hmm. just in the name. So it helps to rebrand that. But I want people to, I want members to be more successful in being able to bring their friends so that mm-hmm. they have more of their friends. You know, right. yeah, financially it's great, but I would love for people to have more of their friends. I would like to be able to not coach class on time because y'all are too busy talking, <laughs> which is a We're thing. We're slowly getting which there. Which is a thing. <laughs> but you're having fun, you know, you're enjoying, yeah. you're enjoying being here and you're enjoying having an extension of your, your family. Right. Right. Um, and so that's that's a big deal for me, and that's one of the, the reasons why I think it's important to continue to tell this story of who we are moving forward, regardless of whether I pay $3,000 a year or not, right. because uh, there are some obstacles right. to it.
1: Well, and this might seem like a naive statement, especially because I'm new, but it just seems like the CrossFit name is just a little, not, maybe not little, but it's a logistical problem, but it really doesn't have an effect on the community and the family that's been formed within these four walls of the not here.
0: It does for many other places. Right. Um, And the, I'm talking about some really great affiliates, affiliate owners and communities, but the identity is in that trademark. That name. And so they're fighting against something that is also their brand and their culture. And there's a tension there. There's also people who have been in entrenched in this since the early days, like the, 06, 07, 08 days, and you know how, how we all are. It's hard to change. Right. And, and it's hard to see something that you've been a part of for so long right. having fingers pointed at it, right. too. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's hard. So finally, why are you proud to own and operate Red 5 hmm. Or why do you do it?
0: If you think about the single incident on a given day where somebody – accomplishes something they didn't think they could a PR right Mm -hmm. we celebrate it um everybody cheers you know you write it on a board that kind of thing Mm -hmm. one from a coach's standpoint I get to see the look on their face when they achieve something and are proud of it Mm -hmm. peel back a layer to being the owner and everybody being my kids right? right I get to experience that with everybody I get that and that's there's there's nothing really like that you know to get to celebrate not only everybody's successes but to be with people when times get hard you know that's that's family yeah and so for there to be however many people you know that's that's what makes it worth it um and then and then to get to be better along the way by the staff and the and the members and everybody that also interact with me that's a pretty hard thing to to be without yeah. I was going
1: to say, I'm, I'm sure it hasn't been easy, but we do appreciate it. I mean, I think I can say that from all the members that are here. We do appreciate it, and we appreciate you and the steps that you are taking, especially towards positive change, not just with recent events, but within the gym as a whole for the last couple of years. Well, thank you. So, well, that's it for my hot seat questions. Mm, that was rough. <laughs>
0: all right, so if anybody has concerns or complaints they want to file, they can do that with Martha, um, not with me. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was, uh, <laughs> you did an awesome job, by thanks, the way. Awesome thanks. Awesome job. I am sweating. I am so, so bad. <laughs> sweating right now. Like, I
1: feel like I'm doing the WAD right now. Right.
0: <laughs> if you're listening to this, then you've got some kind of vested interest in Rev 5. And I hope that this has given you uh, clarification, uh, encouragement, and understanding of what you're a part of and the kind of people that you are doing life with. And I just want to thank you for everything. And I'm looking forward to continuing to walk this out each day with all of you.
1: Yeah.